Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, a daily podcast devoted to spirituality and self-help. If you're new, I want to welcome you. If you're returning, welcome back. So the topic I want to talk to you about today is letting go in order to rebuild. Now that sounds really weird. Why would I let go of something if I'm wanting to hold on to it? And how can I rebuild something by letting go of it? It sounds like a contradiction in terms. How can I do that? I can't hold on and let go at the same time. But there was a bumper sticker. I remember that my uncle used to have on his truck. And I remember when I was little, I would study this bumper sticker all the time because I just would deeply think about what does this mean? And it said, if you love something, set it free. If it doesn't come back, hunt it down and shoot it because he was a hunter, of course. Of course, it was supposed to be funny. And as a kid, I didn't know what the real saying was. And the real saying is, if you love something, let it go. If it loves you or if it's meant for you, it will return. So the act of letting something go in order to heal is so important, but it's scary because that whole let it go, if it's meant for you, it will come back. We put if in that sentence, if it's meant for you, it will come back. Will you talk about scary and something that will trigger an overthinker from here until the next galaxy. What do you mean if I want a direct definitive answer that it will come back? But the thing is, we don't know that something will or won't return to us because we were all created with free will. Each and every one of us, even though we have a contract, even though before we came here on earth, we kind of mapped out our lives and we agreed to play certain roles for certain people in our lives. This is what I believe. If it doesn't resonate with you, you can let this go. But I believe that we've already kind of mapped out our life before we got here. We have sort of a blueprint, if you will, for what our life will be like when we get here. But here's the problem. Even though our soul remembers the blueprint, our conscious brains do not, and we have free will, which means that even though we designed this whole intricate blueprint before we got here and we decided who we were going to live our lives with, we have the free will to change our mind at any time. We do not have to stick to that blueprint. We are supposed to use it as a guide, but there are many points in our lives where we have free will. I believe that we have certain exit points in our lives where if we decide we don't want to be here, we have those exit points. It's kind of, it's more intricate and complicated than what I'm making it seem to be right now. But I believe that we have free will and we have choices. And so that makes dealing with other people extremely hard because we can only control ourselves. We cannot control other people. But for some reason, so many of us try to do just that. We try to control people and situations so much that we drive ourselves insane. 
And we actually create the opposite of what we really want. And I know that I did this for a long time in my life. When a relationship wasn't going the way that I thought it should or that I wanted it to, I would try even harder to control the other person that I was in the relationship with. And I know you're saying to yourself, well, that didn't work. What do you mean? It wasn't successful? No, it was not successful. It was the opposite of successful. I did exactly what I was trying not to do, which was to drive the other person away. And I've even seen a pattern of doing this with my own children. Because I want so badly to be able to have control over situations. And I know that a big part of it stems from not having control over things that happened in my life as I was growing up. But I've had to learn how to surrender control and realize that the more I try to control a a particular outcome, the worse I make it. And that whole, if you love something, it doesn't say if you love something, smother it and it'll stay with you. It does not say that at all. It says if you love something or someone, let them go. If it's meant to be, it will be. If they love you back, if it's supposed to work out, it will. Now, that doesn't mean that somebody never loved you, so don't take it like rejection. But sometimes things just aren't meant to work out. Sometimes people come into our lives and they're just a lesson. Now, that's not always the case. You have to, unfortunately, figure that out for yourself. Is this a lesson or a blessing? And either way, it's a blessing because the lessons teach us how not to be in the future how to learn from our mistakes so that we don't keep making them. But it can be really hard to let go. So I want to talk to you today about how you can do that, how you can let someone or something go in love and to not control the outcome and to still remain in peace about it and to allow the flow of the universe to work in your life because I absolutely 100% truly believe that whatever is meant for you will not pass you by. So it's about divine timing, things lining up the way that they're supposed to. So I don't want any of you out there to lose hope. I just want you to know that part of the lesson for us is learning how to let go how to let go of expectations, how to let go of when and where and why and how things will show up, and to just be. And simply being in your own space sometimes is one of the hardest things to learn how to do, especially if you're one of those people who is an overthinker, who allows fear to come in, who imagines every single scenario possible, who absolutely needs to have control, this is tough. But I also believe that it's one of the greatest lessons we can learn is to love others enough that we let them go. Those of you out there who are parents, we've had to learn this lesson before and we have to learn it the hard way. When our children start growing up and 
we have to start letting them make their own decisions. And we still have that worry in the back of our mind, like, oh my gosh, are they making the right decision? Like, did I prepare them enough that they're doing what's right? And then you have all of the little worries going on behind the scenes. Like, okay, I know I talked to my child about this, this, and this, but what if they're hanging out with people whose parents didn't talk to them about it and they don't know any better and then they drag my child down with them? You know, all those worries can come in. And so it's about learning how to say, okay, I have to trust my child. I have to trust that I've taught them and that they are mature and responsible And if something happens that it's a lesson for them and I have to let them learn, it's so easy to want to be a helicopter parent and to just dive in there and save them and rescue them. And we cannot do that. We're not helping them when we do that. We're stunting their growth. Let me say that again. You are stunting your child's growth if you are constantly rescuing them. And you're also enabling them. And that's hard because I always want to jump in. It's, it's like, wait, that's my job. But there's a fine line between when that becomes, when that was your job and when it becomes not your job. And for me, it's been tough because I have a son who, since he was two years old, wanted to do everything by himself. I remember when he was a little toddler, we would go to put his coat on him and he would flail his arms and say, no, I do it by self. And you had to let him do it by himself, even though you could have put his coat on a lot faster and been out the door and it took him five minutes, you had to let him do it by himself because he insisted on that. And it's hard to raise a child who is so willful because you have to let, you have to. That's a lesson. They have to learn. They have to learn how to advocate for themselves. And sometimes it's a relationship. Sometimes you love someone so much, but you know that what they're doing is not good for them and you can't enable them and you just have to walk away. And that's hard too, because you know they have to heal themselves and you're not responsible for healing anyone else. And you know you can't do it for them, but you want to. You want to and you want to say to them, if you really love me, you would get on the boat and you would really wake up and start doing this yourself. But We can't force anyone to learn and grow when they're not ready. It's not their time. So one of the most painful lessons we can have in life is to let go in love and allow others to grow. We can't force it. We can pray for them, but we can't force it. All we can do is let go and let God and realize that if it's meant It's meant for me, it will come back to me. Can't be like my uncle's bumper sticker that let it go. If you love something, let it go. If it doesn't come back, hunt it down and shoot it. We can't do that. We have to let it go with the realization that they may not come back because everyone has free will. But we have to be okay with that choice. We have to be okay with whatever could happen. So here are some ways to help you move forward when you have to let go. Number one, you need to create some positive mantras to counter the painful thoughts that come up. And for most of us, when you let someone go, 
those painful thoughts are usually surrounded from the emotion of abandonment and fear and those types of things and and the self-love issues. So we have to be able to come up with mantras that counter that. So if it's a fear around abandonment, we have to come up with mantras that let us know we will never abandon ourselves. And we have lots of people who love us and don't abandon us. So something like, I'm always here for myself. I will never let myself down. I always have lots of friends and family who are behind me. Coming up with mantras that counter that. It's also important to create physical distance. This is the one thing that a lot of people don't do. They want to help someone, but then they're not willing to distance themselves physically. So they're still in contact with that person. And the thing is that if you're in contact with someone who needs to heal, then like that person has to reach their bottom. You know what I mean? They have to reach their bottom. But if they know they can still depend on you because they can call you or they can come see you, then you're still there for them, whether you're really in a relationship or not, or if it's your child, you know, you're still there for them. And that's the hardest thing. I can't imagine having to tell your child, no, I can't be there for you, but it is important. And I have talked to some clients, I've worked with some who they did that. They had to tell their child, I can't be in your life until you change. And the children did change. So it it will work because once our children realize like, oh, I don't have my mom or I don't have my dad, what am I, what am I going to do? You know, then they realize, oh, maybe I better get serious about getting help or changing what I'm doing or else I'm not going to have them in my life. It's also important for you to focus on yourself. I say this all the time, but I, it's so true. It's like when we work on ourselves, those around us can energetically feel us shifting, especially if you have a deep energetic connection to someone. So when you start working on yourself, it's like that person can feel it and it does something. It's like it kicks someone in the butt and goes, hey, you better start working on yourself because they're going to level up and be without you. A lot of people will say, well, when you went through a breakup, then your ex saw you glow up. When you glow up, you know, it's like you raise your vibration and you've been working on yourself and maybe you work on your physical body and maybe you get a new hairstyle and you buy new clothes and you're just looking amazing, but you're not doing it for the other person. You're doing it for yourself, but others can't help but notice when you do that for yourself, when you take care of yourself, it's like, oh my gosh, what is that person doing? And so it does tend to want to be a catalyst for others to say, hey, I need to change. Also, bringing more mindfulness in your life, focusing on what's good in your life in the present moment, not the lack. So if you've had to let someone or something go, don't focus on the fact that they're not there in your life. Instead, focus on all the blessings you have. Like, you know what? I have an amazing job and I have these amazing friends who are always there for me. Focus on the blessings that you have. Gratitude is one of the best things we can do to help us raise our vibration, to feel better, 
Focus on the good moments and the good memories. And be gentle with yourself because if you're going through a painful situation, grief is a process. It's not something that you can snap your fingers and get over. Don't you wish you could? It doesn't work that way. So you need to have compassion. So just like you would treat a friend of yours and do nice things for them, do nice things for yourself. Go get a massage. Do things that make you feel good. Go outside, walk in the fresh air, talk to a friend on the phone, watch a TV show that just makes you laugh, read a good book, read a pick-me-up book, a feel-good book. Do something that makes you feel better. Also, don't avoid the negative emotions because you're just pushing them down. And I just talked about this on my Facebook Live the other night. If you don't feel your emotions, they don't go anywhere. They stay there. You're pushing them down. And then if you go out for drinks with your girlfriends, you're going to ugly cry in front of all of your friends and it's embarrassing. You don't want them to just explode. Instead, allow them to flow out of you. You don't have to get stuck in them. What that means is when you're having a particularly bad day, allow yourself the time to cry and to get over it. But don't stay in that space. Allow that time for you to process it and to cry. And then do something that makes you feel better, like listen to a happy song or call a friend who makes you laugh or, again, watch a comedy special or something that kind of snaps you out of that mood. Accept that you may never get an apology from the person you're expecting it from. They may never level up. They may never heal. They may never treat you the way that you want them to treat you. Because again, they have free will. You can't control their behavior. So you have to accept that you may never hear from that person again if you let them go. Or that they may never own up to what they did to you. We have to be okay with that. It doesn't mean that what they did is okay. It just means I can forgive somebody and let them go. It doesn't mean what they did to me is okay. It means I choose to feel better. So even if you have to have an imaginary conversation with that person in your head where you say everything you need to say to them, even if it's just F you as loud as you can as they're standing in front of you, do it. Do what you have to do to let go. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Do things that make you feel good. If you need to do some yoga, if you need to do a meditation, you need to do a tapping, do all of those things because you are going to fill yourself up by taking care of yourself. Take a course. You can take my self-love course or even my love your life course. Either of those two courses will make you feel so much better and give you the tools you need to help you heal. Surround yourself with people who fill you up. And so that might mean that might mean doing a sweep of your social media like, oh, these people are always negative. And I've had to do it lately. Like I get sick of seeing the political stuff and I'm just like, nope, hide, delete. I don't want to see that. I just want to see positive things. So I go around and making sure I like things that are very positive and help people and surround myself on social media and everywhere with positivity and positive people because it really does help you. It rubs off on you. Also, give yourself permission to be able to talk about what you've gone through. 
So if you have a good person, a good friend you can talk to, talk to them about it. And if you don't have anyone you can talk to, you can journal. Your journal can be your best friend. You can write down everything you're feeling and get it out so that you can move through the emotion. A lot of times when people do things to us, the feelings we feel aren't even necessarily about what they did to us. It's about the trigger they caused. It's like, you did this to me and it triggered this. You you didn't treat me well and it triggered an abandonment fear in me. But you'll find that if you really look at the situation like a third-party observer, we sometimes see, oh, this goes back to my childhood. This is a trigger for when this used to happen to me when I was younger. So journaling can really help you with that. And I, again, always talk about this, but I believe in it so much. Go to Radical Forgiveness. Just do a Google search of Radical Forgiveness. They have free worksheets. You can go online move through the forgiveness process. It really is helpful. And give yourself the permission to actually forgive the person. Forgiving them, it's a gift we give ourselves. When we hold on to anger and resentment and frustration about situations, it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. We are only punishing ourselves, not even the person who did the thing because Usually, honestly, they don't care or realize or know because they're just not there yet. So it is super important to go through forgiveness, to allow you to let go of all of those heavy emotions like anger and guilt and shame and sadness or anything else that you're experiencing. And those radical forgiveness worksheets can help you move through each and every one of those emotions that you're feeling and heal it. Don't be afraid to seek professional help. Whether it's a counselor or whether you work with someone like me who can do a coaching session with you or a healing session, it really does help to work with a professional. I mean, I've done this stuff on my own and I've been able to help myself a lot, but some of the most major breakthroughs I've ever had in my life has been with working with a counselor or with my mentor who coached me because I was able to do past life regressions and really get to the bottom of what it was I was feeling and why I was feeling that way. Plus the amazing thing about working with an intuitive coach like myself and like my mentor is that we know what's going on with you. When we tap into your energy, we're like, okay, here it is. Here's what's going on. We're able to pick up on that where sometimes you don't even know why you're feeling what you're feeling. So it's great to work with someone who can help you. But honestly, the best thing, the best piece of advice I can tell you is to be gentle. It's a process. It is a process. And just know that what is meant for you will not pass you by. That sometimes the most difficult lesson we face in life is letting someone or something go in love and just seeing what happens. But I truly believe that when we learn how to let go, It's like the universe says, congratulations, you passed that test. Here's something better or here's this person better because they've decided to heal themselves. And either way, it works out perfectly for you. And keep telling yourself that mantra. Everything is always working out perfectly for me because it is. And then go, thank you, universe, because gratitude, when you show gratitude, oh my gosh, it comes back to you. That frequency comes back to you. It's amazing. All right, well, I wanted to pull 
a couple of cards for you today. And the first card I pulled is from the Life Purpose deck by Doreen Virtue, and it is Let Go. It says, walk away from this situation in order to resolve it. Sometimes we can't even see a situation fully until we walk away from it and we put a little distance in between ourselves and the situation. The other card you have is I Surrender, and this is from my Divine Whispers deck. It says, it's time to surrender the outcome of a particular situation. When you let go of control and realize that the universe has your back, you will experience immense peace. You can't control how or when things show up because it will happen in divine timing. So forget the how for now. When we try to control how and when things show up, we are allowing fear to step in. Fear often makes a mess of things. Simply breathe, relax, and trust in the awesome power of the universe. You are in good hands. Guys, when fear steps in, all it needs is you're out of alignment. You're out of alignment with that situation. So close your eyes, take a deep breath, and just say, universe, I know I am out of alignment. Please help me to get back into alignment. I know I'm out of alignment with, and name the situation, please help me to get back into alignment. And then you'll be amazed at what happens. There is a mantra that goes with this card. There are a few. First one is, I am divinely guided and protected. Second one is, the universe is working behind the scenes on my behalf. And your third mantra is, everything is working out perfectly for me. I love that. I love that so much. And I love all of you so much. If you want to work with me, if you want to work on healing the past, there are so many ways you can work with me. You can take one of my online courses, which are self-guided and so affordable. There's the Love Your Life course. And there's also the You Are Lovable course. Both are available on my website at melissaoatman.com. If you go there, I believe the Love Your Life course is $33 still. And I think the You Are Lovable course is too, but I'm not positive about that because I've run sales on them before. But go to my website, click on the, um, the course, and when you check out through PayPal, you'll receive a pop-up with the information on how to access the course and the course is yours to keep forever. Highly recommend it. Also, if you want a private session with me, you can go to melissaoatman.com. You can see the list of services that I offer. I have coaching sessions. I have 30 minutes, 60 minutes. I also have packages. Go check all of that out and you can purchase online. And then when you're ready to schedule, contact me And we will schedule your session. All sessions are done through Zoom, so you can be in the privacy of your own home. And right now I have availability in the evenings after 4 Central and Saturdays and Sundays. I have some later mornings and early afternoon sessions available too. I want to thank you guys so much for being here with me. Don't forget my book, Beautifully Broken, is still available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Goodreads. And the audiobook version is available as well. Makes a great Christmas present for those you love. So it's time to start thinking about that. Also, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave me a positive review from wherever you're listening. You can leave me some stars on iTunes. Thank you to those of you who've already done that. Please share it with anyone you think might benefit from it. Also, don't forget to join me live Mondays at 630 Central on Facebook where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I will pull a card for you. And if you follow me on Instagram and YouTube, I post free meditations and free 
readings there as well. So check all of that out. I want to thank you for being here with me today. As always, I am wishing you a beautiful day from wherever you're listening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.